Welcome to a new edition of the Sartorius podcast series. Please sit back and listen to what our experts have to say. In today's edition, we are bringing you an interview between Jackie Williams, Channel Sales Manager, and Trisha Vale, our Regional Business Manager for Filtration and Microbiology. Jackie and Trisha will be discussing tips and tricks for beer quality control. Hello, my name is Jackie Williams, and I am part of the sales and marketing team at Sartorius. Today, I will interview Trisha Vale, who is a Regional Business Manager for filtration and microbiology products at Sartorius. Let's start with a basic question. Tricia, what is the major concern of any brewery, whether a craft, regional, or multinational? When it comes to beer, the biggest concern is always about spoilage. The spoilage can come from microorganisms or from improper flavor additions or just bad raw material ingredients. Regardless of where the spoilage comes from, the result is still the same. Beer that can't be sold and ultimately affecting the brewery's bottom line and brand. Trisha, where does the contamination come from? When we talk about contamination, I will refer to it from a microbiological perspective. In breweries, there's one main place that contamination comes from. It is the raw materials. However, raw materials can be and should be looked at in two different ways, the wet ingredient and the dry ingredients. Testing and or verifying the raw materials is key to successful brewery operations. So with that, let's talk about the wet ingredient. There's just one, water. Water is beer and beer is water. And there are microbiological, chemical, and physical components inside the water you use to make the beer that can cause your production run to foul up right away, but it also provides that uniqueness your customers have come to love. For example, there's a brewery in a metropolitan area which gets its water from their city. And when they decided to open up a second location in a more rural spot, they got their water from a well. And almost instantaneously, customers could taste the difference between these two breweries, even though it was the exact same recipe. It came down to the water. The rural site now treats, and I use treats in quotes, water to match the quality of water that comes into the metro site so the customers cannot taste the difference anymore. The other raw material components are the dry dry ingredients, the hop, the malt, barley, etc. When you purchase these, you typically get a C of A from each vendor with the key test measurements on them. And one that you should be verifying is the moisture percentage. And the reason for this is twofold, potentially threefold. First, verification will ensure that you get proper malting, barley germination, yeast budding, and potentially avoidance of hop creep. Two, assuring the moisture content will also allow you to properly store over time and also verify at time of use for the parameters guaranteeing consistency for each batch. Plus, it also makes sure that what you're buying is actually the quantity that you're buying for. You don't want to be buying something that says it's 98% moisture-free when in reality it's 95. You don't want to be buying 3% water. 
And lastly, if you have a moisture analyzer, you can also test your spent grain as required before selling it to farm feed or further processing if you so desire. Next question. Do you know of any tips to help improve the ease of testing for contamination? I have three tips that will help you perform your testing. Whether you're in the QC analytical or microbiology lab, you just want to get the job done. The thing is, you're testing a carbonated beverage via membrane filtration. And once a membrane filter is wetted, it takes an enormous amount of pressure to pass the air through it. And this is called bubble point testing, and it's commonly done in production. We don't need to do this in QC. We just need to get the liquid through, not the gas. So, to get rid of the gas and improve filtration speed, or really any manipulation needed for QC, agitate the sample. That's tip number one. For tip two, I would recommend to always bring the beer down to refrigerated temperatures, like two to eight degrees Celsius, regardless of where in production the beer comes from. And this is even recommended by the American Society of Brewing Chemists in their microbiology methods. The last tip would be to use a conical shaped funnel. Similar to agitating the sample, we want to get the carbonation up, off, and away from the membrane filter. We want to filter the liquid, not the carbonation, where nothing is there to test. The conical-shaped funnels help to direct the carbonation up and away from the bottom of the funnel, similar to glasses bringing up the carbonation and having the bubbles pop up under our noses to burst the aroma just before we drink the beer. So, for QC testing, think more like an American lager, a Bach, a Pilsner, or even like a blonde ale. Within the microbiology lab, Tricia, what do you think is the most critical testing equipment? The most important testing device in the QC microbiology laboratory is the manifold. It is essential for all testing, whether it is for beer testing, water testing, and even yeast titers. Because there is so much going through the manifold every day, it should be cleaned and decontaminated And that can easily be done by starting with a rinse of tap water through all the tulips, followed by clean water, preceded by a disinfectant. This disinfectant can be bleach, it can be hydrogen peroxide, or isopropyl alcohol. However, the manifold should always be tipped on its side after each rinse so that any residual liquid leaves the manifold. Then, leave the manifold with its valves half open overnight and it'll be ready for the next day. Don't forget to change out the syringe filters on the manifold with new sterile syringe filters on a monthly basis or if they get wetted. If you have an autoclave, I highly recommend that you autoclave your manifold, ideally on a daily basis, but certainly on a weekly basis. And if you have any questions as to which disinfectant is best, it really comes down to what is going to work best for you and your facility. If you have your microbiology laboratory in the same room as your chemistry laboratory, I would not recommend using isopropyl alcohol just because there could be some tests where the residual IPA could interfere and cause false positive or potentially false negative test results for your analytical methods. Again, Do a risk assessment, and you'll be able to determine which disinfectant will be best for your manifold. Lastly, I've recently heard about reverse pipetting. 
What is it and why is it helpful for brewing QC? Reverse pipetting is probably the most important technique to use for any carbonated beverages or alcoholic beverages. It is done by uptaking liquid by going to stop two on a pipette, not stop one, as you normally would do, then expel to stop one on that pipette into your test sample. And then all the excess is put back by going to stop two. Why is this technique so important? Well, because it reduces the risk of that beer splashing, foaming, or causing bubbles inside the pipette tip, all of which causes inaccurate test results. And this trick will even work for those breweries who are starting to dip their toes into that distillery space as well. And I would highly recommend it for anyone who is working with those spirits. Thank you, Tricia. That concludes today's podcast. We hope you gained knowledge on how some of the Sartorius lab products are used in beer QC. To learn more, please contact your local sales representative. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for further editions.